Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, get 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Canadian Politics is Boring! We're, uh, we're just uh, ironing out some technical issues, but I think we're on our way. If, if you can see us, and if everything is working well for you, say nothing. But if you're having any technical issues and you can't see us... If it's just us on the screen, let us know. <laughs> yeah. If you can see us and a whole bunch of other squares with letters on them on the screen, please let us know if that's the case. <laughs> and you can actually right-click on our screen and pin it so it's the main one that you see, if you would like. Oh, just God. Uh, click on the screen. Just click on the screen. There, there you go. go. Yay, so, but where's the chat? So there's a chat function. Uh, if you've never used Microsoft Teams before, it's it's not as bad as it seems. It will be okay. <laughs> um, it's if not, you an, it's if Microsoft, it's, so it's not going to be as user-friendly as Zoom or literally any other piece of software on the face of the planet. But... Oh, some, oh. somebody... Uh, can you all mute yourselves as well, if possible? I can hear somebody who We should have auto-mute. That should be a thing. That should be a thing. But is it? <laughs> That's the question. <laughs> Uh, wait a second here. I think, yeah, I can mute. Yeah, can mute we'll, mute, we'll mute everyone. Yeah, mute, mute. people. Uh-huh. You don't have to mute yourselves. We've muted you. Um, uh, Sarah. Individually, f- From people. Intoxicated Podcast is here with tech get, support I today. I can get Mr. Cap in. Whoever uh, Mr. Cap is. Mr. Like, Cap, we will try and get you in soon. Uh, Mr. Cap. Is there a cap? Is there a limit on how many people can join? No, no. I think it's, the limit is 100,000 million people. 100,000 million people? Yeah. 
That's thanks to the work of Bill Gates. Okay, let's see. We got people talking. Is every, everyone can hear us? Um, then it sounds good. Um, thank do you. I just I have a, a please answer the question. Do you just see us on the screen, or do you see us <laughs> and other squares with letters in them on the screen as well? People who are watching from home, you should be able to just see us because uh, we're the ones talking. I only see you guys. Yay! Yay! I'm born and raised here, by the way. Sorry? Victoria's from Toronto. Hello, Victoria from Toronto. Welcome Welcome to our live stream event. So, uh, of the century. We're going to give people, we're just going to talk nonsense. Absolute nonsense for an hour and a half. And then we'll start talking structured (laughs) nonsense with a celebrity guest in about five minutes. We're just going to give people time to get used to the. can we turn My, off that beeping Microsoft sound? Team system? That's just when people enter. It's That's fine. when people enter. It's That's just when, when they enter. comment. No, it's just when they enter. It's fine. So okay, <laughs> your tolerance levels are very low for Mr. Bing's. Mr. said, "I see a plant." Yay! Yay! It's a Christmas bush. It's from IKEA. You see both of us, right? <laughs> this Christmas plant is from IKEA. You mean this Wafakak plant? Wafakak plant. Um, I hope everyone. Wafakak bush. We're all in the we're all in the midst of uh, Wafakak. Everyone's favorite time of year. So thank you for um, coming away from your Wafakak celebrations. To, we know to you were busy time. knitting your sweaters and your jumpers. Merry <laughs> exactly. Wafakak. Yay! Wonderful Wafakak to you. Wafakak. Owen Williams. Camera. Owen Williams. Who isn't my friend who I know really well. <laughs> so you know he's just someone. Who likes the oh, show? Did it crash? No, I was just pulling that out. Okay. <laughs> she just terrified Jesse by changing the screen. Anyway, I, how many people are in the room? We have. Please say a million. A million people. A million people. Eight. Eight. Yay. Seven including us. Seven including us. Thank you so much for joining us. This is monumental. Um, and we're all here doing a wonderful thing. We're here raising money for a uh, an, an amazing charity that is helping people who don't have uh, the ability to buy uh, food right now, which is pretty important. I like food. Yeah, um, I, I enjoy food as well. Hey, there's somebody else has joined. Someone else has joined. Gabe. I know Gabe. Gabe. I know Gabe too. You know Gabe. <laughs> it's just going to be our friends and family. Just all That's my it. friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> So uh, we're here to raise money for Feed Nova Scotia, which is an amazing organization in Nova Scotia. They opened in 1984, which was the year I was actually born. Are you going to teach me about Feed Nova Scotia, Reese? Yeah. They distribute about (laughs) uh, 2 million kilograms of donated food through a member network of food banks uh, every year across the province in Nova Scotia. 2 million kilograms. And they also support members uh, as they build capacity to serve the communities. They help raise awareness of the challenges of hunger uh, and poverty uh, for thousands of Nova Scotians. So uh, it's a great organization. And thank you so much for for paying for the ticket price. I know you could probably get a lot more um, entertainment for $15 on a streaming service for a whole month. That's true. But we really appreciate you dipping your hands in your pockets. For, it's for really like just us asking you to donate money to a charity <laughs> to feel good. And oh, by the way, here's a free show. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Don't it, forget to mute everyone that comes in. Uh, Sarah, we, uh, Sarah's uh, our, uh, we, our our helper, our, our Wafakak helper. So uh, Sarah might want to Sarah lean in the camera and, and say hello to everyone. Hello, everybody. So Sarah has a comedy podcast called Intoxicated, Intoxicated. and she's agreed to come and help us because trying to talk and manage this Microsoft Teams setup is it's a nightmare. And uh, Sarah's Sarah's accept. <laughs> this is a dream. This is a dream, is a dream, right. a dream come right. true. Yeah, yeah. A nightmare. Yeah. So conferencing software that kind of works. Uh, 
and a live comedy show for charity is, is an interesting I think that's uh, Microsoft's slogan. There we go. Is it kind uh, of we, works. We got, we got loads of comments. Thank you for the comments. So, yeah, that's your that's your do, job is during, reading comments. During this, during this, please do feel like you want to chip in. We won't be able to answer all of them, um, but we will try our best. Uh, Sarah's going to try and select some that really jump out. Is there anything? Want to just take the mic in your hand and anything to write home about? Um, so, hi, intoxicated Sarah, and he spelled it like intoxicated drunk, which isn't the case right it's now. Intoxicated. It's intoxicated. Sarah, it's a play Sarah on invented words. a new it's word. Very so. fun. And Victoria says some shows I've been on had the mukes, the mics on, so the comedy folks could hear us laughing. Oh, oh that's interesting. It's okay. I'm I'm so narcissistic. I'm laughing at my own jokes. So. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> but um, mate, we haven't mastered this software we've never done this before so we'll keep you muted for now but it will be nice to hear your laughter at some point um, but the deafening silence is kind of up <laughs> it's just like doing a podcast it's fine totally like yeah, doing yeah, a podcast exactly. I'm drinking coffee which I shouldn't because I'm uh, super sensitive to caffeine so I might get really jittery in a half an hour to an hour which can be Great. super super fun <laughs> so it's five past eight I think, I think we should um, so, so Jonathan Torrens coming in a quarter after. Yeah, he's coming. Uh, so uh, he's agreed to to be part of this project and uh, be f- hopefully funnier than me and Jesse. Hopefully, he'll raise the standard. I really want to tell the story of how I almost killed him on set. Je- Je- Jesse, oh, somebody else is here. Um, so uh, Jesse, uh, did you meet him? Is yeah. a film director and editor, and yeah, he nearly killed Jonathan Torrens in a film. So we'll we'll explore that story. That's true. Other things we'll talk about include. Um, Jonathan's uh, interesting setup where he's recording. Um, and I think uh, the, the story, and I'm really excited about sharing this, uh, this story that, for this episode. We've- yeah, I'm, I'm, I'd have, again, uh, I have no idea what it is, as, <laughs> as is the show. I love my, my role in the show, as simple as it is. I show up and uh, get, uh, just get to make fun of whatever you tell me. It's, it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun, because <laughs> uh, I have all the information in front of me, and I enjoy that power. So... Um, <laughs> The story is, is great because it is very surreal, very weird, um, very much like uh, crazy antics in Canadian politics, which is the kind of stories we love on this show. But it's the kind of stories you love on the show. But, but I've learned to love it because of being forced to do the show yeah, so yeah, often. Yeah, it's, but there is a, a wider context and a meaning that actually affects all of our lives hidden away. So those are the best kind of stories. They seem stupid, but actually there's maybe something tenuously to learn from it. Yep. <laughs> this will go on the podcast uh, as long as everyone's happy for it to, but obviously you get the live experience. Uh, we'll probably give it a week or two and then put it out. After after Wafakak is over. After Wafakak is over, yeah. we. Yeah. I mean, it's so hard to upload a podcast to the RSS feed when you're in the middle of the Wafakak celebration. It's next to impossible. Yeah. Um, what's been, what have been your highlights of Wafakak? Face-punching Dave. Face-punching Dave. Inhaling the ham. Inhaling the ham. Um, the, the night of noise and the night of silence. <laughs> the night of noise and the night of silence. There's been so many <laughs> memories, just so many treasured memories. And um, it's, it, one thing I've learned is the, the true meaning of Wafak Ak. Oh my and God, please tell me the true meaning of Wafak Ak. It's not about shopping. 
It's not about um, it's not about food. It's not about overeating. It's not about drinking drinking so much that you you pass out and wake up on the floor with mild amnesia. It's I none was really of that. hoping that would be one of the days, but it hasn't been yeah. so far. The meaning of Wolfakak is to be with the people you love and to hide from face punching Dave. <laughs> <laughs> That's the true meaning. So, um, <laughs> the Canadian version of the dollar. We've been told that many times. Whoa, that's a compliment. That's I love the dollar. Thank, thank you so you. much. Yes, thank you very much. Um, I'm, I'm that's, gonna, a, that's a great woo, compliment. I'm punching the air with my fist. Woo. They can probably see us. In, yeah. Should we do it in? <laughs> woo. What? Three, two, one. Woo. Double. Oh, you're doing double. double fist. Oh, I gotta do double. Woo. <laughs> that's enough of that. Let's move on. So any more? <laughs> so many fist pumps people can. <laughs> Um, so, uh, uh, so uh, it, it, uh, just, can we do it out sync real quick? Can we do it out of sync? Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one. You go first. Three, two, one. Woo, woo. You have to keep going, okay. though. Back Mexican like a roller coaster. Woo. Woo, woo. Oh, Mexican woo. Like Mexican wave, like they do in the stadiums. That's a but Mexican wave? That's what they call it in the UK. In, in like football stadiums, and people go woo, and it goes I've around. I've never heard it called, be called that in my life. Oh, okay. Ever. It's a cultural <laughs> thing. Owen says, you realize we're literally watching two men punch the air. <laughs> That's, that is, That's the show. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Welcome to the show. Punching the air for 90 minutes straight. It's for charity. You can't criticize us. We're doing our best. <laughs> So, <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. The gun show. The gun show. <laughs> just, just out of interest, can everyone tell us where they are? And yes, we'll see, where are you from? And we'll Is see anybody... if we can talk about some politics from where you oh, are. I know Owen... We didn't get anyone messaging saying that they were from any from the Christmas towns in Canada, like no. uh, Rain... Snowflake, Manitoba. And Reindeer Station. Reindeer Station, yeah. I know Owen... Markham, Ontario. Markham, Whoa, Ontario. Markham, Ontario. Woo, woo, woo. Well, we have to punch the air, Bruce. I don't know where that is, but uh, I know he's in Ontario. Yay, there's more people joining. More people. We're up to... Yeah, Angela from Toronto. Hello, Angela, Hello, from, Angela Toronto. from Toronto. Thank you for listening to the show. I can't believe that people in other parts of the country are listening to this. This is great. This is great. This is fun. It's like, and it's not just our personal friends and family. I know which most... I thought I was going to be entirely made up <laughs> I know, of. Like, <laughs> I know at least two people, but there's people I've never met. This is crazy. Owen from Wales, of course. I know. Owen. Hello, Owen. Owen Williams Owen from, from Wales. Owen from Wales. Owen Williams. Chesakook. Right on. Chesakook. That's pretty close. Uh, <laughs> Markham is in the greater Toronto area. Sackville, Nova Scotia. Sackville, Nova Scotia. I live near there. Don't come and find me. <laughs> You can't be you've, led, you've left so many hints as to where you've lived <laughs> over the like someone would be able to figure it out. Someone's eventually. gonna turn about my house yeah. one day. <laughs> I've got a big dog, so just to just Yeah, to no, break. that's that's a big old dog is what you've got. Um, <laughs> I you t- every time we talk on the phone when you're taking the dog for a walk, you you manage to sneak into the conversation how you're pretty sure your dog is going to die soon. Like, it's just... Oh, no, oh, like, <laughs> his legs are going, but I love him. Here we I, go. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> he's, he's been my best friend for 10 years. Aww. So, you know, it's sad. He's, only, he's a 10-year-old dog? He's 10, but he's, he's a large dog. Oh, so he's, he's 45 like... 45 kilograms. That's a large dog. Yeah, 45 yeah. kilograms of love. <laughs> That's what I... <laughs> and dog meat. <laughs> oh, my God. He's currently 45 kilograms of love. When he dies, he'll be 45 kilograms of dog meat. So, <laughs> Great, thanks. As is the tradition. Something to look forward to. Any, any, <laughs> any other places, Sarah? Uh, and more? And more. I don't know where and more is. There, is. is that a province? Where is and more? is not a province. <laughs> Sackville, New Brunswick? Sackville, Middle-ish. Sackville Middleish, Middle Sackville, <laughs> Middle Sackville. Ah, uh, of all the Sackvilles, oh, upper, Ar- upper, Ar- middle, and lower. That's my favorite. Arnmore is in BC. 
BC. Wow. British Columbia. Hey. Fucking A. Oh my God. Right on. I lived in BC for a little bit. For four months, I lived in BC. You, if you're in BC, are you skipping work to, li- to watch this? Are you in the oh, office? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh my God. No, they there totally are time are. zones in that's Canada. Right. something I've learned. Oh my God. Yeah. I hope they're skipping Owen, work. Or I hope they're at work. Owen, who's still in the UK, uh, he, it's like a le- it's like midnight for him right he's now. He's used to living in one time zone, and that's what I was used to living in. And R- you come to Canada, and you realize that there's lots of time zones. Yeah, yeah, mm. yep. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that you might not know this? Actually, Newfoundland has a time zone that is literally it's like you know how time zones are cut across Canada, and it's like an hour, an hour, 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 it's half an it's hour, a half an hour. Which I think it's great. Why not? Because it's ridiculous. It's like, <laughs> Screw you, I want my own time zone. I kind of love it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love Nerfies. Have we got, there's a good comment there. That was quite, that's like a mini essay. A mini, yeah, read the mini essay for us, sir. My wife is here. She is from Arm. Oh, God. How do I that? Oh, this Amma. is what we. This is, is what that, our show is about: mispronouncing Amma. words and names. Northern Ireland, hey, Northern Ireland, welcome, fucking awesome. Oh my welcome, gosh. my Celtic cousin. Mm-hmm. That's so fucking cool. We've got awesome. people on either side of the planet right now. We have someone in Ireland and someone in British Columbia. That's great. That's fucking cool. Um, so Jonathan is going to be joining us very shortly, and we will go into the episode. He's supposed to be joining at quarter past. It's fourteen minutes past. Mm. So we should all sit here in silence. Uh, awkwardly until he does <laughs> staring at each other unblinking I'll, I'll just talk shit until it comes so anyway uh, <laughs> Jonathan is well on his way um, and uh, uh, I, I promise he is actually we didn't just do this without his permission and say he was coming he is actually going to be I'm really quite happy him and I have the exact same haircut right now yeah although I've got headphones on so you can't really see but we'll something for you to look forward to yeah Jesse will have the same haircut as Jonathan Torrance and this wasn't planned which is wonderful Um, (laughs) and if if we raise enough money we will make them go and have a haircut together to have the same haircut holding hands yeah yeah Um, maybe some matching tattoos like the Lord of the Rings cast the entire cast of the Lord of the Rings on our backs. Yes, that's a great idea no, no, the, for the, my first tattoo. The I love that. The cast of the Lord of the Rings all had matching tattoos because they went through hell together to make Oh, them. I thought you said, okay, I was, because that would be. Why would you have the Lord of the Rings tattooed on both of you after doing a live stream for charity on our podcast for Feeding Up for Scotia? It's irrelevant. I, it, okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Yep. No, you're right. Thank Little you. Little known fact: all the all the cast of Lord of the Rings have matching tattoos because of the hell they went through trying to film for for years. That's amazing. I didn't know that. I had no yeah. idea. And uh, they tried. I think they kept a secret. They didn't want anyone to know what it was. If you don't like Lord of the Rings and you think what I'm talking about is boring, I am sorry. We will talk about <laughs> politics soon. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to talk about the Lord of the Rings? Barf! Please, yeah. let's talk about exciting politics. Well, th- this this episode is going to be uh, a very exciting episode. Yeah. Um, Although this, this, this episode comes with a health warning. Is anyone on this live stream allergic to peanuts? They're not, we're not going to force them to eat peanuts. No, but there's a heavy peanut, fe- lot of peanuts featured in, well, one big giant peanut featured in this episode. So this is a little clue. Here he is. Jonathan Torrance. We can't hear him. We, 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 hey. we have to unmute him. <coughs> and let him so we're just going to let Jonathan in. We're going to unmute him. And we're about to meet... Uh, Canadian a legend, ro- Cana- hey. Canadian royalty. Hello, Jonathan. We can't see you. We can't yet. It's always how yet. it starts. Can't you? Hang on. We, we, th- Did I interrupt just as you were about to introduce Canadian royalty? Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I wasn't saying that. We were told by Jonathan earlier that his internet may cut out now and then throughout the show, which is just an exciting. Well, I can see myself. You can't see me. Uh, that's. Are you? Are you in front of a mirror? <laughs> how do I? 
I'm not. <laughs> we cannot so see you. We're going to allow. We're going to try and bring your video on. Turn video, incoming video. So Jonathan, hey, well, we should have embraced this. He's got a game show. Jonathan, but now anybody else who joins their video will also join. No, because they're muted. <laughs> oh, okay, they're muted, they're muted, so it should be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So, can everyone see uh, Jonathan when he talks? Woo! Yes, let's go. Hello, <laughs> Jonathan. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's a treat. I've been looking forward to this um, for, uh, well, two weeks, I guess, since I first met you, Reese, face to face. Your legend precedes you. <laughs> Jesse and I have known each other for a few years. Yeah. Um, but I was I was flattered to be asked. I'm, 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 I was really happy when Reese told me that you were going to join the show. Uh, it's it's been a it's been a stint since we've uh, we've hung out, and I'm stoked, man. I'm 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 really excited to have you here, and and I'm excited to have. Am I allowed to tell the people? The circumstances under which we first met? I was hoping you would. <laughs> this is a good story. So, I, Jesse I, was directing a short film and asked if I would be in the short film, and I, I was happy to. So um, the first day, uh, I think it was a two-day shoot, if memory serves. Maybe it was just one. Alas, the very first shot, I was in a dark closet by myself. And as my friend Preston, who was the assistant director, was about to call action, in the darkness, I felt like someone punched me as hard as they could in the mouth. If I could, if I could pre- I, precurse that, it was you're playing Cupid and your mother was right. Venus transporting you to church closets for weddings where you get to be make people fall right. in love. And so the big the big shot was this, you know, there's a flash of light and a puff of feathers and a puff of smoke. And so there's like three or four people in stuffed in this dark closet with you. Right? <laughs> well, as as memory serves, there might have been a props person with a handful of feathers, but there there certainly wasn't a crowd. Oh, I thought there um, was. Because oh. I remember my my first reaction was Oh, there was a smoke machine, so that there was smoke and chaos and confusion, but I don't think there was another human because my first instinct was, who would have done this to me? I'm the only one in here, and I'm oh. 90% sure I didn't punch myself in the face. Nani is a pretty violent place. Are you able to get closer to your So mic? I hear... So, yeah, sure. So I hear um, uh, action or cue or whatever, and, and I, I was like, I, I'm so sorry, I can't come out something just happened i just got hit in the face so opened the closet door turned the light on it turns out there was a folding table leaning against the far side and somehow in the darkness it fell over and hit me right in the piece of skin between your nose and your upper lip oh god and as you might recall it it swelled up and so the choice was do we switch me out for another actor because we haven't even started yet or do we just somehow embrace the fat lip and just go with it, man. And that's uh, that's what we did. That was so your suggestion. For it was never explained. <laughs> Cupid had a, a fat lip. No, I remember you saying um, it was like, you know, we, we put one of my grips had it like a, we didn't have any ice. So one of my grips had a cold emergency beer in his car, he said. So we, I remember putting that in your face. And then uh, cinematographer Jeff Wheaton he was like, let's go and shoot some B-roll. And we went and shot B-roll for like an hour. And we came back and your your lip was still bloody and swollen. And we're like, ah, oh, fuck. We haven't shot anything yet. This is crazy. And it was your suggestion. You're like, let's roll with it. Let's use it. I'll pretend to smack my face in the door when I come out of the closet. And that'll be the reason right. for the, the bloody lip. I'm like, oh, my God, you, you really want to do this? He's like, yeah. And you're like, yes. So, like, it was mind blowing. <laughs> you just you didn't want to go home. You wanted to keep going. It was like I was so grateful. What a pro. It was my Daniel Day-Lewis moment. <laughs> it was like, I, the next day like was funny for me. To my craft. 
the next day was funny because you started to heal and we needed continuity. We needed your, your, your lip to look like it did the day before. So I went to our makeup artist and I asked her, I'm like, look, we need this to look like a fresh cut. Do you have any fake blood? And she's like, I used to Will you go punch up. him in the face? Will you punch him in the face? Yeah, that's... <laughs> She said, I used to I used to date Rob Cotterell, the director of Hobo with a Shotgun. I've got 17 different types of fake blood with me right now. What do you need? Right. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that's that's the start of a beautiful friendship. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> I, I've got I've got to ask you about the very proud, majestic looking bird over your shoulder. Oh, yeah. I need to know. Yeah. I oh, love once. this story as much as my wife has heard it a million times and doesn't love it. My friend Doug was tasked with painting the painting for a new development in New Brunswick called Eagle Ridge Estates. So he painted this majestic bird for the lobby of this development that went bankrupt before it was finished. So he was stuck with this five and a half foot eagle. It's spectacular. It's amazing. It's incredible. So I was like... I'll buy that bird. I would love to have that eagle in my home. And my wife was like, you know where that wouldn't look great, actually, is in our home. (laughs) Um, So it's now out here in my backyard shed, along with, I bought this painting at a yard sale in Bruges for 10 euro. Oh, my God. That's so creepy. So all the kind of kitschy animal stuff that doesn't really uh, vibe with the house it's all ended up out here and also also for those of us for those listening on the podcast later there was a painting of a man riding a donkey backwards while I think holding a bottle of wine or something yes and like, it says it, der Verken Ruther which uh, is apparently translated to mean like riding the wrong way he's facing backwards <laughs> A literal title I didn't for that. I put this in my suitcase back when we used to travel places. <laughs> You've also got a casino taxi uh, kind of... Uh, I do, yeah. <laughs> a casino taxi light on the top of the car behind yeah. you? Does it still I, I light? Gonna, yes. I was going to call it a siren, but that was, that's not true. It doesn't light, but I'm discovering it's magnetic because it is affixed to the metal uh, frame of this desk that I inherited from my in-laws' cottage. There, there you go. You go. A, little, a little look into the side. That's everything about me. <laughs> that's literally everything about John of the Dwarves. So, uh, can we, is there any way we can get you closer to your mic or uh, larger, higher levels or something like there that? There you go. I think that's sure. Oh, are you guys having trouble hearing me? No, it's just it's um, Jesse's so loud that he I'm wants so- everybody. He wants the rest of the world to turn themselves up to match him. Oh, got it. Okay, he's just a diva. It, my voice hasn't changed yet, so it doesn't resonate the way yours does. I'm I'm sure. hearing as I hear you speak, Jesse. It's never occurred to me how much you sound like Sheldon McLeod from News ninety five seven. Oh, wow. Have you ever been told that before? I have never once been told that before, but I will take it as a compliment. That's Jesse has got the voice of a, of a regional radio DJ for definite, which is a compliment. Exactly. I'll take that. Yeah, yeah, Not everybody sure. has no. those and voices. You sound like a person from a made-up place. <laughs> I am a person from a made-up place. A weird yeah. European country that was just invented for a Hollywood film. I think Sarah was trying to get that our attention. The G. It was the letter G drought, right, in your country? Because you don't have letter Gs at the end of words. Oh, and like, yeah, I, oh my God, is that true? No. Oh. <laughs> Listening, thinking. Sarah, I believe you were trying to get her attention Apparently earlier. someone said that they can only see half of John. Oh. It might be okay now. As long as, oh. is it your good half? There you go. Well, maybe if I center myself up in the frame here, I can see my whole go. self. There we go. Okay. Is that better? <clears throat> Jonathan, are you, are you excited to learn about Canadian politics? 
I am. You. The only clue you gave was that it was the 1970s, and my favorite era in Canadian political history is the 1970s, so I'm low-key hoping this is the uh, incident or series of incidents that I am interested in. Oh, okay. Well, it, it might not be... I don't know. Well, I guess. Well, before you join on, I was warning everyone that um, if they've got an allergy to peanuts, they should be aware of this episode. Uh, does that give you any clues? Any guesses? It doesn't, oh, sadly. Like, uh... So... So 2012, uh, 2012, the year is 2020. Uh, 2020 has been a weird year and a, a crap year. And one of the many bad things about this year has been that Planters, the peanut company, killed off its long-term uh, spokesperson. Oh, no. The, um, they, they basically put a tweet out. Mr. Said, Peanut. Yeah, it is with heavy hearts that we confirm that Mr. Peanut has died at, at the age of 104. <laughs> Um, he hasn't retired. And they he brought, died. They, and they broadcast his funeral during the, the Super Bowl. Fuck off. And uh, they're actually you making this up. No, this no, is- no, 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 no. And they actually they made an advert, uh, a commercial uh, featuring that with Wesley Snipes. Um, did anybody see the Wesley Snipes Mr. Peanut death advert? What? Yes. This must be it. Are you shitting me? <laughs> oh my God. We've actually, we've got it. It was so ill conceived. Yeah. And you often see commercials that you think, I don't know who greenlit this or who thought this was a good idea. But when you imagine the layers of clearance and sign off, this storyline had to go through to make it to air. It wasn't this like blood is on a lot of peanut butters on a lot of people's hands. <laughs> not just not just one person. This doesn't just happen with one person. It was. Are heinous. we about to watch this? We, we've got this video to watch. Sarah, I don't know if you can bring up this. We've never. We're going to try. We're going to try share sc- screening, sharing the screen. Is that sharing what the screen? We're going to try and play a YouTube video. If you go to Chrome tab, Mr. Peanut. There we go. And then if you can do, you, can present, you see that? Go, go to present. Can everyone see Wesley Snipes? Yeah, there it is. There we go. All right, here we go. Here we go. There it is. Ready? Yeah, go for it. Let's do it. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, there we go. Mr. Peanut, 1916 to, to 2020. Uh, so Holy if, if fuck. Quit showing and then go back to the camera. Oh you you have to, if you go to, we... go to the tab, if you go up to the tab. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, one second. See the tab to the right? <laughs> <laughs> we are live. No, 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 you're on Chrome. Oh, my God. Oh, that's fine. Yay. And, then, and, then, and, then, and then select our camera. Oh, that's right. We got it. Woo! This is the thing. <laughs> The Wesley Snipes of it all and the peanut dying is already suspect. Yes. But the choice of cutting crew, I just died in your arms tonight as the song that they're sort of vamping before the accident happens. Like, why was that a good idea? I know. <laughs> of all the songs, of all the vibes they could have gone for, that just feels like a weird jumping off point to me. I mean, if Mr. Peanut was in the process of dying and then died in the arms of Wesley Snipes, I yeah. could kind of see it. But now like, it's a show <coughs> that I would watch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the whole what, okay, the fact that they're hanging from a, a branch and instead of self-sacrificing, like we're too heavy, I'll let go. No, no, I'll let go. That's not what they said. They're like, you let go. He's like, no, fuck you, you let go. And then both of them yeah. wanted like no, or <laughs> or. 
Table hits him in the face out of nowhere. <laughs> he falls off the branch to the ground. Exactly. Mr. Peanut lands in Wesley Snipes' arms, and you hear faintly off the crashed bus, bus in the distance, I just died. Exactly. There you go. That makes As more a sense. bead of sweat drips down the Peanut's forehead. There. You've I already made it. this commercial 10 times better. Do you, do you know what I was thinking? Yeah. Wesley Snipes looks incredible for his age. Oh yeah, he was hanging on like seventy-eight. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, I mean, he's got to be pushing sixty now. But um, we all love Demolition Man. <laughs> I do. Uh, <laughs> Not Blade. So are, is this Man. a boomerang? It starts with Wesley Snipes and a peanut, and ends somehow in Canadian politics. How well, do we I was going to say there. No, yeah. Has anybody? Nobody's guessed yet what this is going to do with Canadian politics. I have no Sarah, idea. Has anybody in the chat guessed what this is going to do with Canadian politics? No, just a lot of what the. Yes. <laughs> yes. I've, That's I've confused. I've confused and those everyone. Those were just me. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Jonathan created like twelve different accounts just to go in and say what the yeah, fuck exactly. twelve times. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Cap said, "John, I bet you could rap better <laughs> than us." The way, exactly. Wesley or Wesley Snipes, because anyone, anyone can rap better than Reese and I. Yeah, we did That's try. <laughs> I stopped after roughly two words because I was like, British people shouldn't be allowed to rap, so it doesn't fit. <laughs> Are there any British rappers? Are no. there any Welsh yes. rappers that we should be listening to? Uh, the Goldie Looking Chain is a Welsh rap group. Uh, they they did they were pretty big about twenty years ago. They toured the US and Japan, and it's uh, their stuff is insane. It's comedy rap. It's very it's kind of tongue in cheek. You keep so. going with that. I'm gonna refill. John, John, uh, uh, John. <laughs> Jesse is going to fill up. Anyway, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna carry on, and uh, I'll tie this back. So in 1974. The artist Vincent Tra- uh, Trazoff uh, da- dressed as a giant peanut and ran for mayor of uh, Vancouver. No way. And this is our story. For mayor of wow. What? What's it? So <laughs> the mayor of Vancouver, he, won- he ran as mayor of Vancouver and he dressed as Mr. Peanut and he was an artist. Um, and this is why I've introduced Mr. Peanut into the... I've just thrown a curveball. Interesting. <clears throat> Storytelling. I'm okay. throwing breadcrumbs out there. Tell me so, more. <laughs> I'm fascinated. So I know. If, if the hopeful outcome was a go-on, so far it's worked. <laughs> yes. There we are. So, All right, I'm listening. So 1974 was a pretty big year. So uh, Richard Nixon resigned. The Rumble in the Jungle boxing match between Muhammad Ali and George Foreman. The world population had reached four billion. But Vancouver had a mayoral race with a peanut in it. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, this, so I'll take you back to to why a man ran as a peanut. Yes, please. Yeah. Um, There's so, a why. There's an actual why aside from I'm crazy. So as a as a boy, Trasoff um, had a Mr. <clears throat> peanut coloring book, and it, he loved the scale and his legs and the shape of him and everything. So he was slightly obsessed with Mr. Peanut. And as he grew to be an artist, um, in 1969, he was looking for an alternative identity to be uh, seen publicly. Um, And he'd already tried uh, to animate Mr. Peanut and had failed. So he was like, well, I'll just become Mr. Peanut. So he created... Hold on, he had no permission from... No permission permission from planters or anybody. So he created a paper... What do you need? A monocle and a top hat and a cane. What else no, do you need to become Mr. Peanut? I mean, well, right at that point, you're just the Mr. Monopoly guy. So like, you kind of need like a peanut right. suit. So he had, he had black tights. He'd have a black shirt on. He'd have gloves. And he created a paper mache peanut, like a giant one he would step into and then become a peanut. So he looked like Mr. Peanut. Actually, I we- think in my mind, I'm mixing the Mr. Peanut and the Michigan Frog. 
You know the hello, my baby. Hello, my oh, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ragtime gal. I think I have them as the, the sort of the same uh, look in my mind's eye. Well, and I'm sure that's wrong. We do have a picture. Sarah, could you bring up the presentation and go, oh my to, God. And go to slide number two? <clears throat> oh, my God. If you okay. go to slide number two, then uh, this is... Look how slick this is. Sarah, this thank is like, you for all your help Thank with you, this. Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. Is it still so, yeah, it's to go, go back on there and then go show. And then if you can skip to uh, the Another next tab. slide, slide two. Oh, there okay. he is. So <laughs> there you can see. Oh, there it is. Top hat, monocle, right. Oh, my tights. fucking God. Oh that, my god. That's the costume he um, had running for mayor. So he so uh, and if you go to the next slide, I think there is another picture as well. There we go. If you <laughs> zoom in there's a lovely colour photo. On the midriff. You could, Sarah, you can, can you go back balls. one slide, please? <laughs> and zoom in on the midriff? Why do you can you can see his peanuts? <laughs> well yeah. <laughs> I guess that's kind of where I was headed. <laughs> wow. luckily, luckily, we don't have the technology to zoom in. So, um, are you sure? Right, I bet you you do. <laughs> you Not in, that's one of the that's the one of the main um, like limitations of Microsoft Teams is you can't ah, zoom in on Mr. Peanuts, Mr. Peanuts, peanuts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, there we go. That's what he looks like. So you've all got to. And if you Google this, there's tons of pictures of him. And that's terrifying. Uh, in the seventies, he was all, he kind of went viral as viral existed then. <clears throat> In uh, small magazines and everything, right? So, yeah. But if we go back, go back to camera. There's he, was, one. he went viral in magazines, like, like what? Uh, you have to cl- right. press the blue button. Snail mail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. People were posting postcards of him to, to each other. So wow. He, so he'd been performing as Mr. Peanut in Vancouver. He would just turn up and he would remain silent. And he would just be Mr. Peanut, and people would enjoy him. He wouldn't talk. He wouldn't talk. No, he never spoke. He would just be there, and uh, that was his thing. You'd see him around Vancouver, just being a peanut. <laughs> and it was a performance art. That's that's what he did. So, um, which I love. I think that's great. So I, he did this before running for mayor. He just did this. He did, to no, do it. he was just doing this for himself. Just doing this to do this. Yeah, yeah. That was his. <clears throat> he was just an artist, and that was how he decided. That was his. His canvas was a peanut costume. I guess that's amazing. That, so, remind, that actually reminds me. A uh, side note of. Um, I don't know if anybody here is familiar with the artist Spandy Andy. No. So he's a uh, he's a friend of mine. I met him um, about 13 years ago in Calgary. Would you quit name dropping? <laughs> so I can't Spandy help myself. Spandy Andy. Spandy Andy. Which is his legal name, by the way. He changed it. He legally changed his name to Spandy Andy. He was a programmer. Um, I believe he was a programmer. And he hated his job. And he just one day decided to quit and dance just he just wanted to dance he didn't even know if he was going to make a living off of it and he just went out and he bought like a he created this spandex bright neon spandex suit and he would take a boombox and he would just go out to the beach and dance every day whether or not he made any money or not and he did this for years and now he makes a living doing it like it's That's just amazing. it's a, it's incredible yeah he got like hired by like various sponsors various sponsorships and companies oh. and Oh, I thought you were raising your hand in the background, Jonathan. <laughs> like, oh, yes, Jonathan, any yes. questions? No, I was raising a glass to Spandy Andy. Spandy Andy, is legend. Spandy Andy, by any chance, from Vancouver? Uh, that's Yes, originally. He was from, like, I think, I don't know if he lives there now, but yes, he was in uh, British Columbia. Because I, there's a proud history of performance art emerging from Vancouver that started maybe with the uh, peanut guy, who nowadays probably planters would never let that happen. They would shut it down. Right. Um, then Spandy Andy and also Nardwar, which is probably a reference you wouldn't know, Reese. 
Uh, no. There's a character in Vancouver named Nardwar, the human serviette. Nice. Who <laughs> was a correspondent on Much Music uh, for much of the 90s and 2000s. What? He interviewed some of the biggest names in music. <laughs> and in fact, they were blown away by the depth of his knowledge and the depth of the... Um, uh, nuggets of information he would dig up to interview people. That's why he became like a required stop when artists were passing through Vancouver. And he was perhaps most famous for finishing his interviews by saying, do, 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 do. <laughs> and he would hold the mic to his guest and the myriad of different answers he would get to that. Like F off, do, do, like, and, and everywhere in between. Nardwar, the human serviette, is worth a Google. I will. I'm going to go down the rabbit and hole tonight. And I wonder, I'd be curious in the chat how many folks remember Nardwar or, or know that name. Sarah? It, uh, of a time? A lot of them do. Oh, really? Uh, when you say, do they? Oh, yeah. A lot of dupe dupes. <laughs> yeah, nice. See? What, a, what an amazing impact. <clears throat> That's incredible. <laughs> so, <laughs> Nardwar the serviette. I'd like to, it'd be amazing if Mr. Peanut was like a pioneer and inspired that kind of performance art from Vancouver. Because, so, so he'd been performing, and then another local artist called John Mitchell had the idea of basically there was a mayoral race coming up, and he had the idea of making Mr. Peanut run for mayor because he was like, "You've been doing this for four years. Let's make a splash." Oh, I thought you were going to say he was going to compete by being two pieces of bread. Yeah, yeah. sort of thing. Like, <laughs> Mr. Plum. Trying, right. trying to go give him yeah, a yeah. hug as much as he could. Yeah. So uh, uh, Trasoff uh, was the idea was Trasoff would remain silent, and John Mitchell would accompany him and be his spokesperson and talk on behalf of him. So um, because he would, he obviously had to remain silent. So. <laughs> so you ran for mayor, but this isn't an impossible dream. And I, I actually did some research to find other. The impossible dream would be if he got no. elected. So, <laughs> so yeah, in, exactly. It, well, this and is it. Don't talk. What, <laughs> in 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 nineteen twenty two, in Fortaleza in Brazil. A billy goat named Yo-Yo was elected city councillor. Fuck off. So th these things... Uh, what? Boston Curtis, a brown mule, was offered as a candidate for a Republican precinct in Milton, Washington in 1938 and got 51% of the vote. <laughs> <laughs> and in 1967, an Ecuadorian foot powder company advertises product, um, Pulver Peas, as a mayoral candidate in, the in a town, which I can't pronounce... And, Give it a shot. You're and, really good at this. Uh, uh, Pico, Pico Aza and the foot powder won by a clear majority. <laughs> so, As if anyone's going to question you on pronunciation, you can just hide behind your accent. I, I have to go to the Google for a minute because in 2013, a cat ran for mayor in Halifax. <laughs> no. A famous what? cat named Tuxedo Stan. True story. <laughs> Wait a minute. I remember Tuxedo Stan, but I didn't know we ran for of mayor. Of course you do. Oh my god. Hey Jesse, doot do do doot do. Doot doot? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um and Tuxedo Stan is no longer with us, if anyone oh. was wondering. Bless him. Yeah, not to be a downer. He was assassinated. But uh, uh, <laughs> Yeah. And also there were a few other unsuccessful ones. Pegasus the Immortal was a boar hog nominated as a candidate in the nineteen sixty eight US presidential election. Oh my god. And the inanimate objects party from New York um, <laughs> entered an inflatable whale no called Ar Arthur Gal Arthur Galpin as a candidate. So <laughs> So this is not that crazy. Uh, okay, but serious question. Yeah. I 
I I like a good joke as much as the next person. Does it does that prove a point of any kind? Well, in the UK, there's a really <coughs> strong tradition of there's a there's a party called the Monster Raving Looney Party, and they they put candidates all across the country. And I think it's about the it's about the idea of saying anyone can run and should run for office, even no matter how absurd. And if you if you Google Lord Buckethead, Lord Buckethead, um, he which we've talked about in previous episodes, you'll see a picture of him stood next to former Prime Minister Theresa May because he entered, I think, in her constituency and maybe Boris Johnson's as well. And it's kind of like Darth Vader, but instead of Darth Vader's helmet, it's just a bin, a bucket uh, like, with a, eyes like a garbage can on yeah. his head, and. Um, uh, and she had to pose for photos with him because all the candidates from her constituency lined up on the stage. So it's kind of a, an exercise. And in, in the right circumstances, at the right moment, he could win. Yeah, yeah, I would have. Lo- I, I, I would have voted for Lord Buckethead without having to even think about it. And there's other ways too. Like we talked about on our show. I, I believe we talked about it on our show about um, the rhinoceros party mm. of Canada. Yes. Like having. Um, oh my God! Help me out here. Do you remember? <laughs> no, I'm going to watch you stew. It was Maxine Bernier. Yeah, that's it, yeah. They, the, they, the rhinoceros, but was, Maxine Bernier was um, part of the uh, People's Party of Canada running for election. And the, um, the rhinoceros party of Canada found another man with the exact same name of Maxine Bernier to run alongside of the real Maxine Bernier to confuse voters. <laughs> and it worked. Uh, it, his tagline was, if, wow. you can't, if you can't tell which one of us is which, then vote for both. <laughs> <laughs> It's actually really smart. I always wanted to make a documentary called, like, Hi, We're Brad Pitt. And you find all the people in the world who happen to be named Brad Pitt and get them together for a picnic with nothing else in common, aside from maybe the most intimate thing, which is your name that you go by. That's amazing. Obviously, like, Brad Pitt is one way to go, but a name like Mitch Johnson or something a bit more B-flat. So get all the Mitch Johnson together and try to find a common thread with all these people it reminds me of um kids in the hall they'd be like 25 stanley's agree and they just have like 25 yeah, yeah. random men in a field like putting <laughs> nodding there, there, thumbs up yeah 30 a, helens agree 30 helens right. agree that was it, it. <laughs> there's a, a british comedian called dave gorman and he had this stand-up show called uh, my name is dave gorman and he had a drunken bet where he reckoned he could find another person called dave gorman and then he became obsessed. To, he tried to track down every Dave Gorman in the world. And he came up with a graph that was like miles per Dave Gorman and average go, average Dave Gorman's per square mile. <laughs> I love that. Check it out. It was great. So it's a stand-up show and he does like a PowerPoint presentation behind him, like a TED talk. And there's all these graphs about uh, incidences of Dave Gorman. Like, it's great. That's amazing. Has anybody, have you guys Googled yourselves to find your, like the other, the mirror Reese Waters and the mirror Jonathan Torrance out there in the world? I think there's a, there's a professional, um, oh, um, the, I can't remember the name of the sport. Hurling. I think there's a, uh, the Irish sport Hurling. There's a professional player called Reese Waters who um, is considerably more athletic and good-looking than me. So. <laughs> but I like to think I'm There's the smart one. There's a stand-up one, comic so. in the UK named Jonathan Torrance, who I noticed now goes by John, and I think he's a kind of a motivational speaker. Oh, I really? was delighted to learn wow. that there is actually Torrance University in what? Adelaide, Australia. Oh, my God. So as soon as I found that out, I went on their like university store and ordered a bunch of Torrens University yes. swag. So like Trump University. And then, yeah, yeah. But when I got here, I was like, I don't know, man. Me going into Smitty's wearing a Torrens University hoodie. 
it's a little on the nose. It, it, it's like if I had a do rag in my inside pocket and wanted to pull it out just in case no one recognized me as J Rock or something. It's a bit too weird. Kind of like wearing a sweater with your own face on it. So. Exactly. So Reese, in Wales, yeah, what is the perception of Canada, both generally, and it's a really broad question, but also. <clears throat> Comedically, like was were kids in the hall on your radar? Did it travel that mm. far? No, do you know the only Canadian comedy I'd ever experienced was Colin Mockery and Ryan Stiles on Who's no Lines Anyway way. and Trailer Park Boys. Right, that was literally it. And Trailer Park Boys, really, boys, which is yeah, yeah, which both of you were actually in. Yeah, know, that's true. Je- Jesse once used more substantially. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, and well, uh, Who's Line? Colin and Ryan were on the British version of Who's Line, weren't they? They were, yeah, for years, mm-hmm. and and that was, um, yeah, no, the, 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 I think they were the two. I'd say they were two of the best known Canadian comedians in in the UK. And still are, I think, you know, they, they were, um, that show was huge. Uh, and I think the perception of Canada, aside from comedy, is kind of like uh, America, but nice, I guess. <laughs> so, right. Jonathan, weren't you recent? Was, am I thinking of you or someone else? Were you recently compared with jo- Colin Mockery on Twitter or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Someone, someone took a, a picture of uh, J-Rock. And then a picture of me as Robert Cheely from Mr. D. And then a picture of Colin fairly recently from his, like, uh, I don't know, Who's Lion Gala in Montreal or something. And said it's the evolution of the Canadian male. <laughs> so I, it's obviously a joke, but it was also just an opportunity to say, by the way, I feel like Colin is someone we don't celebrate enough. Right. Because in addition to... Um, his comedic genius, which can't be argued, I don't think. I There's used to so cry much laughing about at his him stuff. That, that you hear about just as lore. One of my favorite stories um, <clears throat> is when he started doing Whose Line in the States. They put him up at some shishi hotel on the Sunset Strip, and he called production and was like, honestly, the Bell people are dressed better than me. Would you mind <laughs> moving me? to somewhere that's kind of more my jam and so they moved him to like the super eight on the other side of the freeway like so he felt more at home that's amazing and if that's not the most gorgeous canadian story ever i don't know what is that's fantastic uncomfortable living the high life i want the i want the the medium life that's a canadian for you that's (laughs) yeah he's he's everything you would hope he would be and that's not always the case so yeah, I, I saw that as an opportunity to pay respect to him, for sure. No, and I love amazing. the fact that you took that moment to celebrate Colin Mockery, honestly. I thought that was a great response. What's that? What's that you say? Oh, it's time for a very special announcement in the middle of the episode. That can't be, right? There's more episode to come? Yes, indeed. You just have to sit through this. Uh, are we still... Do we have more to learn about the Mr. Peanut Mayor? We do. There's a hell of a lot more to Oh, okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> so... Uh, <laughs> So the, the, the duo uh, spent all summer fantasizing and imagining what it would be like to prepare a political campaign for a peanut. Um, <laughs> uh, and Trazoff said that John had lots of his own ideas uh, to project into this, like the idea of the city being a canvas for the artist to apply the masterpiece, and Mr. Peanut being a visual symbol like the pyramids in Egypt or the Statue of Liberty in New York. Um, so, so John Mitchell, who um, uh, passed away... Uh, in 1991 tried to get Trasoff to legally change his name to Peanut but he wasn't able to do it oh really uh, uh. Uh, and 
it, Trazov dressed as Mr. Peanut and walked in, into City Hall to sign the nomination papers and sign the nomination papers and sign uh, pay the three hundred dollar fee, but failed. They wouldn't let him. They wouldn't let him. They wouldn't let him. <sighs> um, Why? What did they change the rule? I, I I don't know. I guess it's the seventies. I guess people weren't. And as... I think like you you should be able to. As far as I know, you should be able to change your name to almost anything. And Peanut is not like an offensive in, name. In, right? in some like, European <coughs> countries, you can only choose your child's name from an approved list. No, fucking seriously, way. yeah. Are yeah, you yeah. serious? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I can't remember which country. One of the Scandinavian countries is like an approved list. And so if you want to name your kid. Yeah, like right. Because this couple tried to name their kid Metallica. Yeah. <laughs> but, and the state <laughs> shut it down. Exactly. That you As can't. opposed to the U.S. Where one of my favorite stories is a woman whose brother was an obstetrician and he delivered a baby named Yal Jealous. Yeah. <laughs> Yal Jealous Jones. Oh, good. So in the UK, I, you it's could It's one not... of those things I want so bad to be true. I did hear of a kid called, the dad, his dad was really into motorbikes and he called his kid Kawasaki. But like legally changed his name? Yeah. I think that was his name, is his birth name. So in the UK, you could not change your child's name or change your name to Princess Consuela Banana Hammock. I, well, you can in the UK, but it was, just, I can't remember the specific, specific European country, but they, oh, do, okay. they do like you to choose off a list. They go, here are the names. Does he look like one of these? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so in the end, they find... I was just looking... There's a, a singer named Trout Fishing in America who legally changed his name to Trout Fishing in America because he loved the book so much. That's right. I can, I can see that's in the why chat. when you see my head turn away, that's what I'm doing, Googling. I, I, can, I can see in the chat, uh, in bold, the words, the words Adolf Hitler. Um, yeah, what's going on there, Sarah? It's like every YouTube video. You go yeah, three Sarah, comments if, if down. If someone talks about Adolf Hitler in the chat, let us know. <laughs> why is Hitler suddenly being referenced? There's a block being referenced here. Was that a stage name? First of all, Victoria says that in the Netherlands, uh, they have rules of what you can and cannot do. Ah, yeah. And that you have to appear in court and defend it. Wow. Change your name. And then uh, Owen is saying, and Can't really read that. Uh, politician named after Adolf Hitler says he has no plans for world domination. Wow, that's a relief. Oh, that's good. That's yeah, lovely. Wow. That's lovely. Not again. <laughs> um, so, uh, the. the they, with, it, with their attention grabbing exercise, they platform. Oh they, they spelt the word peanut. So uh, peanut was performance, elegance, art, <laughs> nonsense, uniqueness, <laughs> talent. Um, and they, and they, they said it was a watershed election that changed the city and people's ideas of art and artists. So I don't think that people had seen anything like this happen before in 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 terms of at this scale in Vancouver. So so this this Mr. Peanut started as Jonathan was kind of suggesting earlier started this wave of performance artists in yeah, British yeah. Columbia, just blowing people's minds, <coughs> blowing the minds of squares. That's what he was doing. So um, and he said he said when he was in when he was in Mr. Peanut, he became Mr. Peanut um, and. Uh, he he, that was his identity, artistic identity, and he was totally immersed. So he became that character, hundred percent. So he, he, I don't think it's a character you can. But really what is become. a character that doesn't speak? <laughs> a peanut. Like, what is the character? What are you becoming? A, a yeah, yeah. peanut. <laughs> Sarah, there seems to be a lot going on in the chat. There is there anything? Oh wow, wow! This is. Uh, Lots of people type in furiously. This is great. Oh, we just we just talked about Adolf Hitler, so like that's probably <laughs> saying. Changing my name in Ontario was super easy. I filled out paperwork, wrote a 
Apparently, is the way we're getting that someone found it really easy to change the name in Ontario. Try and change it to Mr. Peanuts. Yeah, yeah see what happens. Yeah. You can change it back later. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's only $300. That's it. That's it. That's you fine. Know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so their campaign motto was elect a nut for mayor. Um, and it brought international attention. So he didn't deli- deliver any speeches. He didn't make any promises, uh, promises at all. Uh, and at all... Uh, candidates' meetings, he tapped, danced with his top hat and came with six female supporters called the the Peanutettes. Oh my god! And was often accompanied oh, by, fi- by f- the five members of the Peanut Band. Oh my god! Which we saw in that picture where you could see his nuts. Um, <laughs> his where did they get the money? I, oh my, I guess right? maybe they were just like, like artist the friends. Band, I don't were know. they being paid? Were they volunteering? If I win the lottery, I'm just going to get a, my own band to follow me. <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> if one of yeah. my friends. Called me up and said, Jesse, I'm running for mayor. I'm dressing as a peanut. I'm going as Mr. Peanut, and I would like you to come and tap dance by my side. I would do that shit for free. Just say it. Just like this is, I can stay home and I can play You're Xbox. You're a better friend than I. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, I got, my, I got to pick the kids up. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, I family admin to do. I would 100% tap dance by a talking peanut running for mayor. Or not talking peanut, a silent peanut. Just standing there. I don't drinking. even have a doorbell for the sole purpose of being able to pretend I'm not home easier. <laughs> I don't want to tap dance for your first draft mayoral campaign. <laughs> the chat is going crazy. The chat wants to know what you're drinking, John. Me? Yeah. yeah what's in the uh, this is Pe- Pendleton Rye and ginger ale. Nice. Pendleton Rye. I've never heard of Pendleton Rye. Pendleton Rye, yeah. I, I really liked um, Wild Horse. Uh, but they stopped making it. It was by Alberta Premium. Um, I like the Caldera. I like the ryes that are made Caldera in Nova Scotia. Caldera is quite nice. But yeah, this and is it's Nova Scotian. Yeah. Nova Sco- Caldera is Nova Scotian as well. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. So um, the, 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 the one thing that I found really interesting about this, and the one thing I, when I said about the fact that Mr. Peanut running as mayor had a wider implication to everything else that's going on in the world. So uh, William S. Burroughs, the U.S. author at the time, this was obviously all in the press and, and was making global news. Um, he he was global a, news in Halifax. Glo- <laughs> global news in Halifax <laughs> and other places. Um, so wow. Uh, so uh, Burroughs was was such a such a fan of what Mister Peanut was doing. He wrote uh, he sent a handwritten note to them um, to support them. But what he said was really interesting. I would like this. I would like to take the opportunity to endorse the candidacy of Mr. Peanut for Mayor of Vancouver. Oh my God! Mr. Peanut is running on the art platform, and art is the creation of illusion. Since the inexorable logic of reality has created nothing but insolvable problems, it is now time for illusion to take over. And there we can only, and there can only be one illogical candidate, Mr. Peanut. That's really well written. Just really just, heavy. Oh, he's yeah, an author. Like, he sold some books. Oh, okay. He did it before. It's very poetic. Yeah. <laughs> Which I find really interesting because he's basically just saying, well, why not? You know, every, <laughs> everything it. we're talking about is so confusing and there's so much illusion around us anyway. Why can't a peanut be the mayor? Would it matter? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I I get it. And maybe I would have thought differently about this in my early 20s. But the older I get now, I think like, okay, but then what? So the first day are you uh, the first day you usher Mr. Peanut into the office of the mayor. This is your chair. Here's your desk. Then what? But I I guess the idea is is like aside from, oh, I get it. It's, It's a joke. But then what? 
is he any more or less of an illusion than the people you are perceived to be elected anyway? In terms of how crafted they are, and see that's why that I still am still wonderfully jaded towards politics, at least U.S. and Canadian politics, to the point where I actually kind of still think it's it's sort of like a 1984 esque thing, where like I don't know if we look back at like political history, it's it's just this back and forth ping pong between conservatives and liberals, conservatives and liberals, conservatives and liberals, all the time. Conservative and liberal, nothing, conservative liberal, peanut. Yeah, nothing really changes, <laughs> right? So yeah, yeah, I mean, like if a peanut became mayor. I don't know if anything would really change. Honestly. He'd have to talk. Would he? Well, a peanut became president <laughs> and a lot changed. Even a Cheeto became president. <laughs> yes. Cheese and buff. a lot changed. That's true. I guess true. that's my point. When no one's driving, look what happens. <laughs> so okay, fair enough. When no one's driving, look what happens. That's yeah. So right. I, I've got a I got a question. That could you. be his, that could be his campaign slogan. <laughs> exactly. When no one's driving, you crash. Um, so how do you think the 1970s politicians of Vancouver felt about this? This uh, the the the, circ- oh, the other people who were running. Yeah, the other people running. How do you think they felt about this circus of uh, Mr. Peanut? I'm sure they didn't like it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's kind of a... <laughs> I guess it depends. Is the question how did they actually feel or how did they publicly claim to be feeling about it? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. my guess is, publicly, they're like, you know what? This is our process. Everyone welcome. But privately, they fumed and rolled their eyes and thought it was silly. Well, the, the current mayor who was running against him said he thought it was refreshing. Others said they thought he, he was making a mockery See, no of the election. G. It's so refreshing to see a young Peanut. (laughs) Finally to see Peanuts getting representation in the electoral system. It's refreshing. (laughs) Um, So, uh, actually, if we go back to our slick PowerPoint presentation, we've actually got footage of a debate between the candidates with with Mr. Peanut. He doesn't speak. How can he debate? (laughs) His spokesperson is there. His spokesperson is there. So if you go to How the does next, this spokesperson know what to say? Because they, they pre-written it. Oh, so it's a video. If you, if you press it's play, an actual video. Here we it go. Should, it should be on the right spot. God, I hope this works. Yes. <laughs> 
So this is his spokesperson. See, there he is. See, there you go. There you go. We can end. <laughs> so oh there we go. Oh my god. That's that, amazing. Just the, the optics of seeing those people in suits. Uh, I, I have to end the show button. Sorry. There you go. Hey, Jonathan. What do you think of that? Hi. <laughs> well, I, it was a little more um, uh, con- uh, contrary than I thought it would be. Um, I didn't right? think they would call out the peanut. That was enjoyable. In fact, I think there was 25 <laughs> minutes left in that video. I would have watched the whole thing. I was in. <laughs> well, if we run out of things to talk about, we'll carry on playing her at the yeah. end. <laughs> I just love the fact that like the camera, it cut to a wider shot. <laughs> and Mr. Peanut is just standing in the background because he has to be there legally. It was like... <laughs> Or he has a legal right to be there, I should say. It was, oh, my I, God. I also loved how casual that debate was. They were just in somebody's living room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on a velour couch. Exactly. <laughs> Mr. Peanut's, like, sat if on the armrest. If they had banished them, I would run a Sobeys bag in the next Truro mayoral election just to see. It Do doesn't it. talk. I would be its spokesperson. I'd vote for your Sobeys bag. Yeah, yeah. Victoria says she would have voted for him. I am. I I would have too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think the um is is it interesting as well. Like you, you think about the um, just the fact that they those serious politicians who obviously they like trying to advance their careers and you know build win over their arguments and get their party in power. I just love the fact that they had to engage legally with a peanut, <laughs> which is just delightful. Yeah. <laughs> And, and I guess I guess like I was saying, this is kind of a common thing in the UK with the, the Monster of the Looney Party, Lord Buckethead. I think Elmo ran against Boris Johnson, the current UK Prime Minister, as well. In oh his my road. God. Um, you can you know you get these kind of things, but it's interesting. Like this is um, obviously a new thing for Vancouver. What's funny to me is like the guy is clearly making a mockery of the process, which I'm all for. But like his responses were he was trying to be serious he was trying to say like the reason we're here dressed right, as a that peanut was almost is, weirder right he was like we're representing artists and the fact that we're bringing art and creativity into the process bringing control back to the individuals i'm like oh, like it would be so much like if the whole point was to be a mockery then like represent peanuthood everywhere man you know like and the lives of peanuts and stuff like that and then have them have to respond to you or have to ignore you one of the two either one is funny right yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly but the fact that he was trying to be dead serious was almost surreal 
Yeah. I'm, I'm it's gonna, kind I, of the Bodie McBoat face yes. thing, I'm right? so fucking Where when sad you open that... it up to, to everyone's <laughs> contributions, that's what you're going to get. Most of the people want a fairy called Bodie McBoatface. And in fact, I saw just today that in Scotland, did you see this? They have no. names for every single one of their salt trucks. Oh, no. Did you see this? And they're all of the Bodie McBoatface kind of ilk sort of names. They're all kind of puns like, uh, I don't know, um, uh, Sean Saltery and like sort of named loosely after famous people. And some of them are clever and some of them are not. I don't know. But they let, them, they let them in. They like accepted yeah. these silly names. See, but they didn't. Yeah. They did not accept Bodie McBoatface as called, the voted, and it ups, and it was the number one voted. They named after David Attenborough instead, which is still good. It's but still good. It's, not, it's no, Bo, it's no Bodie McBoatface. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> just a man who's committed his entire life to the preservation of the, of the, of, the, of nature and wildlife. <laughs> yeah, there's a map. Um, Sir Andy Flurry, ready, spready, go. Um, the Golden Great Gritter, Ice Queen, Gritty McVitie. These are the names of the salt truck teams in Scotland. It sounds like a Thomas the Tank Engine spinoff. <sighs> well, exactly. That'd be great. But like, like his that, TV show. That's an area you can have fun. Oh yeah, my yeah. god! Just the salt. Yeah, like who cares about naming salt trucks? But like, so like, sure, name them whatever you exactly. want. Exactly. We, we did a, we did an episode called a uh, province called called Bob, which was actually a territory. Yeah, um, the Northwest Territories were had a had, did like a boat boat face on um, renaming the Northwest Territories, and because when the Northwest Territories were originally named, the Northwest ter- ter- Territories were a placeholder before. So that they they like we'll figure out what to name it later. For now, we'll just call it the Northwest Territories because they're being quite literal. It's the territories in the Northwest. It was never supposed to be the official name, and and yeah, then they, yeah. and they came up with the like okay, it's time to come up with a name, and they put out a poll, and the Northwest Territories was still one of the the you know it's still it, well, it came <laughs> number one, and Bob came second, Bob. Like, Bob, a ton of not people even an voted. acronym, just Bob. Just Bob. <laughs> well, they, and they said it's easy. I to was s- working in Glenwood Springs, Colorado, for several weeks a few years ago, and it's next to the town of No Name, Colorado. <laughs> That's and it's the same thing. Like, guys, we're making a map. We need to know what, what you're called. Okay, uh, we'll get the name to you in plenty of time. <laughs> so they put No Name temporarily there, and that's what it's known as. That in itself is a great. In the same great- world as Round to It Road. Off uh, Armdale or whatever that is, like we'll get around to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, oh my god! So do, during the during the race, they had some. There were some great quotes from them. So uh, the mayor, mayor, the mayoral election is something everyone is concerned with. As artists, we can use this as an open arena. I'm sure people are as ready for one nut as they are for the next. Um, we're certainly doing and this. That's for, not a euphemism. No, we're certainly doing this for the spirit of art. And we're doing all those political cliches, but as a peanut. It's using the election as a medium, just as an artist uses a canvas or a block of stone for carving. So essentially, the, the, the election was their canvas, and that's how they treated it. So um, we, you mentioned earlier, Jonathan, about planters not allowing it. So planters, uh, Mr. Peanut is obviously legally their uh, mascot. Right. Uh, they, they, didn't, they didn't make a fuss. They just went with it. They let it happen. They, uh, well, they, it's great publicity. Wow. If you exactly. think about it, right? Like it's it's not like he's hurting their image. 
he's just giving free publicity to the to to the Planters Corporation, right? So. Uh, but there was one minor incident where, dressed as Mister Peanut, he tried to enter one of the peanut plants in Toronto and was <laughs> was not, wasn't allowed in. So. No. <laughs> so for turned, health reasons, turned him away. Yeah. <laughs> They were allergic uh, he was to wearing him. those pants, and they thought he was trying to smuggle peanuts into exactly. the factory. <laughs> um, do, am I, how many votes do you think he got? Oh, please! I'd I'd be happy with any at all. Like this, <laughs> I would say five hundred and eighty-seven. Wow, that's Je- a lot. Jerry. I was going to go with less than that. I, I'm going to say uh, two hundred and fifty. He got 3.4% of the votes, or 2,700 votes, oh roughly. Oh, my God. What? See, that's not bad. 3.4%. That's amazing. That's good. That's amazing. So um, <clears throat> and he, enough for him to actually get his deposit back. That he, You know, he obviously had to pay money to take part. So he wasn't. He did enough to actually reclaim that money. I didn't know you got money back if you got enough votes. Uh, and he, I, I didn't know you had to pay to get enough. Yeah, you I guess have, I don't really you know what like the procedure To show that you're serious, I think you have to put, put a deposit down. And then if you get a certain number of votes, you get it back. But if you don't, they keep it. The next mayoral election, we should run. As like I, a I joint entity. I'm a permanent resident. I can't even vote in a municipal oh, election. Right. Or any yeah, election. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? But, yeah. But when when I become when I if I well, I probably will become a citizen if they let me stay here. And then, I hope so. <laughs> and then it's gonna be hard to do this podcast. Um, so uh, uh, I'll, uh, we, we, uh, well, you can run. There you go, and I'll be your spokesperson. Okay, perfect. There yeah, we yeah. go. That's yeah. fine. But do John, something stunty run. like as a lobster roll. <laughs> something really exactly. like, cliche and on the nose. <laughs> Jesse, the skateboarding hot dog. Yeah, that's that's be, perfect. Yeah, that's, you, <laughs> I think what you should do is if you run as a lobster roll, the only thing you ever say is I'm doing it to make a point and give people migraines trying to figure out what point <laughs> Don't tell them you what the could point be is. trying yeah. to make. Yeah, exactly. The only thing I say is I'm doing this to make a point. What point is that? I'm doing this well, to make just, a point. Is up, you it's figured up to it out. To, it's obvious. Yeah. You, yeah. you interpret it. It's up to you. You do the. <laughs> if it's not obvious to you, you clearly shouldn't be allowed to vote. <laughs> right. So my, here's my question, and I'm I've been curious this about like every person who runs in a mockery in a mock sort of style for any form of election, and it's like you know clearly it's never going to happen. But in a hypothetical situation, what happens if they win? Well, he didn't. That's one thing he said. He didn't have a contingency plan in case he did win. Um, uh, but he and he wouldn't have. He wouldn't have acted as a mayor. He would have a- acted as an ambassador for art, which I don't think is the job description. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have any clue what to do if I was if I was hired to run the city as a, a, a lobster roll. <laughs> um. I guess you'd, you'd probably have to try your best because there's a hell of a lot of responsibility <laughs> sway over people's lives. So, um, like you were saying, Jonathan, actually, if you just nobody runs anything or doesn't anything run, run anything properly, there is a lot that needs to be decided on. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot going on in people's lives. Well, also, just basic um, tasks of the job include showing up at a Remembrance Day ceremony yeah, exactly. to pay just respect to the roll. families yeah. of yeah, yeah. soldiers who gave their lives. Like, how oh does God. that work? Yeah, <laughs> you kind of got to drop. You got to drop the act at that that point as a as a mark Do of respect. You? Yeah, like, <laughs> I kind of feel like you should. Um, I don't think that's. <laughs> 
or like just anything like that as well. I mean, but then if there was like a parade, then it would be great. It'd be perfect, right? Of course, you know, you'd be like you'd be the, star, the the star of the parade. What but. are those? What are those things from the eighties where you shake it and it gives you a different answer? What are they called again? The magic eight balls. That's yeah. what you should run. You magic run as, eight ball. Yeah, run as a magic. So eight that's ball. how you make your decisions. That's how you make your decisions. You <laughs> sh- what was the episode of the Flintstones where Fred? had to stand in for someone at a boardroom table because they were doppelgangers. And the guy, I can't remember what the premise was, but he armed him with three phrases, like, I'll buy that, what's your angle, and I'll think about a baby or something. And the, with those three simple phrases, he was a- able to bluff his way through any situation. Maybe that's what you do. That sounds a lot like most boardrooms in big, big companies anyway. That's yeah, exactly. <laughs> what's your angle? I'll buy that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sarah, any update from uh, the the chat room there? No updates. No updates. Then, um, going back to the naming thing, Owen said um, there's a road salting vehicle in England named Gritty Bitty Teeny Weeny Yellow Anti Slip Machine. Nice. That's amazing. It's very there creative. Wow. <laughs> Gritty Bitty Teeny Weeny Yellow Anti Slip Machine. Yeah. Nice. I love it. <laughs> I which is it. which is a play on the song, the Timmy Mallet song. I don't think you had Timmy Mallet here. He was a British kids TV show, and he had a song called "Itsy Bitsy Teeny." Oh yeah, Weeny. no, we're aware of it. Yay! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Timmy Mallet was global. Yay! Anyway, um, <clears throat> I didn't know that wasn't a North American song. Uh, so uh, throughout the campaign and beforehand, the question, but is it art? Kind of followed them around. Uh, and, and what is it art? But they, they said, like, like they said, they, they established a form of artistic expression in, in Vancouver from it, and uh, started to. They, they think it would. They, 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 they genuinely are perceived to help create a, a cosmopolitan, a more cosmopolitan art scene there. Um, and they, they said, we, we made it. We really did it. The Mister Peanut campaign has gone into art history, and it has. There's lots of. There's still exhibitions to this day where they they play news clips, they play the photos, oh, wow. they have memorabilia. So it does tour as a show, as a piece of art history. That's amazing. Um, so after this campaign, they, what I'm curious about is planters continued to talk about it after after this has all been done, or or, at, or they plant, just kind of ignored. Planters it. just ignored it. They just ignored it. it okay. Someone was like. They were neutral. Nah, it's fine. You know. <laughs> All right. But nah. there, that makes their intentions fairly clear. They were using yeah. it as a canvas for their own purposes. Their intentions weren't pure as far as serving <laughs> the city no. of Vancouver goes. They were kind of having a bit of a kick, right? Totally. Yeah. They, they, I guess that's why the other people running were so frustrated with them. Yeah. They, like they, they're making a joke of it. It was an, it was an, art, an art, the experiment of two artists. It wasn't a genuine, um, let's raise awareness of a really important issue in this campaign. It was a, hey, why not? Let's, <laughs> fuck about, let's see what happens. So um, right. Mr. Peanut became uh, a celebrity uh, and he toured like New York and L.A. After, I love this. It says cities like New York, L.A. and Halifax. Heard of them. Uh, there we go. Um <laughs> Oh, he toured here. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and and pe- used, people used to take photos with him, shake his hands, and apparently uh, he made a baby cry. So, At one point in Toronto, um, he nearly fell through the gap between the ferry and the wharf at Wards, Wards Island, and he said, your vision is very limited in the costume, but he was saved by a friend. <laughs> so. I wonder if he would float. Oh, yeah. I don't know. 
in that shell in that second slide it looked shellacked like it had a it had a sheen yeah. to it i my guess is that it would float or very very quickly drown like there'd be one. an air bubble in there for him I think. yeah <laughs> Or he would slip out of the, the costume and everyone think it would be okay because the peanut would be floating, but he'd be 20 feet underneath the water. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Trasov has, has kept the character going. So uh, there were exhibitions, there were drawings of Mr. Peanut. He should, have, he should have gone for like mayoral lecture in other cities. Yeah. He should have just kept going. So, no, so he's, he's taught like key, like they said early on, they want Mr. Peanut to be to Vancouver what the Statue of Liberty is to New York so um, he, he's been to like Athens and been um, drawn on a plinth um, he's hang out with uh, around some like some of Michelangelo's artwork just to put himself next to it um, and in, in 2008 Trasov turned 60 and he was honoured at the this is the irony he was honoured at the Vancouver Mayor's Arts Awards um, and his body wow. work was all shown there as a Amazing. as a landmark conceptual piece of, of performance art. Um, Did he show up as the peanut? Uh, I, I hope so. I don't know. It was the article didn't have any pictures, but um, I mean, he's getting on. <coughs> Maybe it's hard to get. It might be a bit battered by now as well. If he's been touring the world with that paper mache peanut, he's only sixty when it happened. That's not ancient. That's <laughs> no, no, no. But I don't know. If it, I mean, was it twelve years later now? I guess. I suppose. He's already got a cane, so... <laughs> is the <character>. Right. <laughs> and a monocle, so it's fine. Um, but he can't even speak in schools anymore. No. Because peanuts aren't allowed. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> that was bad. My, one of my kids came home from school. Bad. That's he, pretty bad. One of my kids came from school and started just really like like telling me off really sternly saying what? you did my pack lunch this morning and we're not allowed to have peanuts in school and you gave me a thing with peanuts and i i had to exp- i had to literally show him the box because he w- obviously someone passed comment and he took offense and he was like dad um, <laughs> you're trying to kill my friends with peanuts um it was oh fine there were no peanuts. what did he think had peanuts in it yeah, um, I think it was it was like a cereal bar or something. Peanut butter a sandwich, peanut, peanut butter cereal bar. <laughs> right. But I convinced I convinced him there were no peanuts. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Oh, there were though. There no, were, there weren't. No, there weren't. Okay. <laughs> there weren't many. <laughs> there weren't that many. Not many. Yeah. Not many yeah. Um, so yeah, that, and and that's it. He kind of he still does it. He's still touring. Performance art is now I a thing. You in told Vancouver. me he passed away. No, his uh, his spokesperson who we saw in the video passed away. Oh, John. Oh no. Yeah. Okay, but he's still going. But Mr. Peanut is himself still going. He just doesn't have a spokesperson anymore. He just shows up and doesn't say anything. And, and that's doesn't it. blink. That's literally just it. doesn't move. Do, do you remember the film The Coneheads? I do, unfortunately. Of course. I, I remember um, being in Cardiff <clears> as a kid, and there were three people, and they had really good prosthetic cone heads and they dressed in like the weird clothes and everything and they were just going around as the cone heads as tourists in the city it was like a piece of performance art wow um and it just blew my mind i was going to six or seven at the time <laughs> it was cool i like that kind of stuff so this is like i don't one. have that kind of commitment to anything like the first <laughs> beyond like get it then it's just hot and itchy in there yeah right like i <laughs> see that's it's so weird to me, like if you're an artist, I want to keep making art of a variety of types, and it seems like he was a spokesperson for the arts. But to 
to take that and just keep running with it. And after your spokesperson has died, so you can't even speak. He's just, he's in his 60s and he's wearing a peanut costume for no reason. <laughs> he's not even running to make fun of elector, like to make fun of uh, political elections. He's just showing up in a peanut costume for no reason at all now. It's so bizarre, but I love it. It's <laughs> at the but same it, time. Like, yeah, like you say, Donald, that his serious commitment to a thing that nobody else cares about apart from him. Yeah, it's just, it's. It, I guess it does it give his life meaning? I gotta go, where are you going, hon? Gonna dress up in the peanut suit and go down to the, the corner store again? Like, just this. It's, it's what like- was his art discipline before this type of performance art? Like, well, what he, was he by trade? It sounded like he was trying to create an animation about Mr. Peanut. He was trying to make animated films based on Mr. Peanut just as an experiment. And. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I have no I idea. Have, I have no idea what his day job was. Whether this, whether how he would make money from this. Whether he was a bus driver and this was just his passion. I have no idea. So he was trying to make animated films about Mr. Peanut, but it was clearly really, he wouldn't get he, he permission. Found it, he found them hard to animate, so he just made a costume and just turned up as Mr. Peanut instead. So <laughs> I want to be on the group text with Spandy Andy, <laughs> Nardwar, and Mr. Peanut. Yes, because <laughs> those guys must know each other. Right? It's the arts community is small in Canada. I suspect the performance art community is sea monkey sized. Right? We're gonna Mr. do some Nard- performance art to promote our podcast. What's his Mr. Should. Nardward? Mr. Nardward. Nardward. Nardward the human serviette. Nardward the human serviette. <laughs> that sounds brilliant. Especially that kind of doot do doot do kind of sign off thing. That's hilarious. Kinda reminds me of um who's the talking dog that interviews celebrities? And he was in much music, I think, for a while. Comic, comic the insult dog. Comic the insult dog. Yeah, the tri- triumph, the triumph. comic triumph. insult dog. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. For and we had our on. very own Ed the Sock. Is that a reference you know, Reese? Ed the Sock, vaguely. Yeah, Ed the Sock on, is great. On much music, we had a, a sock puppet um, that hosted his own show for years. <laughs> it's true. Uh, in which he interviewed um, celebrities. Mostly of the kind of C and D list um, <laughs> realm, uh, but yeah, like a kind of wise cracking sock puppet with a that cigar. Smoked cigars, yeah, nice. That's the best kind of sock. And puppet. he just like kind of gruff voice like this, and they would like be, he was just yeah. And I don't a show for years, years. <laughs> people would be interviewed by a sock puppet. Puppet was amazing. <laughs> So yeah, that that is the story of Mister Peanut. I hope I, do, I hope you everyone has learned That's something. Great. Had fun. Yeah, that was fantastic. Thank you, Reese, for that. <laughs> so, uh, I, I, yeah, I guess, I guess the, the thing I really like about this story, and well, like he, according to it, he he saw a lot of nihilism in politics, and he was trying to like flag it up with by being so absurd. But again, like you're saying, it really clouds it when you see that guy talk and he's trying to rationalize what they're doing. Right. It kind of you can't really explain it, and it's it's just yeah. I I, I think I think politics is. Like when people run and they try and craft a persona, and you see those kind of ads of, if you've ever seen, um, is it the campaign with um, uh, Will Ferrell and uh, Zach Galifianakis? 
Yes, it's great. And where, and where they rebrand him, he's this kind of like he's in touch with like a, a more feminine side of himself, and he's got like he's I got seen this. A pugs, and he's quite just he's just a happy normal guy. And then mm. they need to make him the Republican candidate, so they get rid of his pugs and give him like <laughs> German shepherds and like golden retrievers, and uh, you know just to try and craft that image. And I think I think what I like about Mister Peanut is maybe he's being playful with that about how people craft an image in particular. That's funny. I haven't seen this. I'd like to see that, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, the dogs are called, like, they got names like Fluffy and things like that, and they changed them to, like, Champ <laughs> and, like, General. Killer. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Actually, Democracy. Joe Biden's dog is called Major, which is, like, the perfect really? dog name oh, yeah. for a president. Yeah, I'd say. The first rescue dogs to live in the White House. I know, it was amazing. Oh, well, like, oh that's January. cute. Oh, yeah. that's lovely. That's adorable. And, in fact, he just shattered his foot, didn't he, playing with Major last weekend? Yeah. Oh no! Which, oh I, which I love. I mean, what is he? Seventy-eight now, still playing with the dogs. Yeah. Oh, you love that he's playing with his dogs. Not that he shattered his foot. Okay. That's... No, no, yeah, yay! <laughs> I like his other foot. <laughs> it's just I didn't like that one. Um, but no, I think uh, yeah, I, I, I think it is. It, and that's the other thing. Like Trump hasn't had a pet in the in the White House, is he? he? Doesn't animals don't like him? Well, right. He probably Unless doesn't see you the count Baron. the um the 70s in canada was actually a remarkably sexy period in our political history first of all because pierre elliott trudeau was a sex symbol was he really uh, sure he was yeah he was the distinctly un-canadian traits of uh um a little arrogant kind of dismissive a little condescending and yet never would you find a prouder patriot and he was married obviously to margaret trudeau who was partying with the stones so that whole sort of canadian royalty um was kind of new turf for us and then Politically, what was happening in Quebec with the FLQ crisis? Uh, the the uh, where what was it called? The people were actually what was it called? The Silent Revolution or the? I forget, there was a yeah, term for it. like people were being kidnapped and killed, and it was aggression in a way that we're not used to seeing. And there were very real stakes. It's actually oh, a were, fascinating. Yeah. From what if, I understand, if you're going to educate like, yourself on a point in Canadian history, Reese, if you haven't exposed yourself to the FLQ crisis, the October crisis, um, it's fascinating. There was there was homegrown there was homegrown terrorism. There was uh, it's all about language. It, the language wars in in Quebec in the seventies. It was I, I edited a trailer for a documentary on, it and it was fascinating. Just, just fascinating stuff. But uh, and it was like an amazing time for art and amazing and like terrifying time at the same time. If I'm remembering this correctly, Jonathan, it seems like you know a lot about the subject. Maybe there was so much like high stakes smoking. Like I'm <laughs> in all in all the news clips of the day, people are like, "Oh, bon, je sais pas si ça va arriver, bon, je Like that kind of like Quebec '70s smoking. There's no more intense smoking in the history of nicotine. <laughs> I think we'll have to do some episodes on this. Um, I've, I've I've come across yes. it, and uh, uh, like Trudeau, he's fascinating as a character. Um, I Which just, Trudeau? Are we the, talking about? The, 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 the OG Trudeau. The OG Trudeau. <laughs> the OG Trudeau. <laughs> that was a t-shirt. And a one-liner machine. Like, uh, do you know Fuddle Duddle? 
Yes, that, that is going to be a fu- that's going to be a future episode. The whole fuddle is hilarious. Yes, the, for the, sure. the video clip, the video clip with him is great. I'm not familiar. Where with he this. just loses his rag with it with a with a with, with the journalists. Oh, perfect! Like, I won't. Out of- I won't spoil it, but suffice to say, Fuddle Duddle was uh, gasp-inducing. Like, for a country of Road to Avonlea, the wagon fell in the pond, um, people kind of, well, I never, sort of pearl clutch and gasp. Like, that, were pretty straight. So, Fuddle Duddle was a thrillingly shocking, un-Canadian moment in political history in this country that is uh, worth a deep dive for sure. One of the things I love when I started looking at it as a topic was that they were talking about, oh, did he swear, didn't he swear? But apparently in Parliament, when Justin Trudeau was younger, he shouted, piece of shit, to somebody across the other side of the chamber. (laughs) (laughs) So his dad was a trailblazer for profanity. Right, and just watch me was another pivotal moment in uh, Trudeau's um, political career where he quipped, someone said, you know, you wouldn't call in the army, whatever, to enforce... Uh, the War Measures Act, and he stopped and said, "Just watch me." And I remember when I when I first became a parent, someone said the move is you don't yell at your kid in the aisle at Sobeys like none, like you lose them already. My mother in law always says when you raise your voice, the argument's over. But when you bring it right down, like I'm going to ask you to stop doing this right at this moment, it's so much more scary. <laughs> and that's what Trudeau was able to like do. With, Just watch me. Like he didn't yell, it wasn't scary, he just said it. And when there's some degree of like, wait a sec, shh, shh, shh. what did he say? It's so much more effective somehow. I'm Batman. Just watch yeah, it me. really is. Yeah, he didn't scream, he threw it away, and that was even more terrifying somehow. Did he say, just watch me, and then gave like a minute, or a second of staring in their eyes, and then just turned and walked off? With explosions. Well, I think at the time, um, they used to shoot news on actual film. So the film reel probably ran out and the image froze. But it also gave it like super intimidating. Like, wow, he hasn't broken eye contact. It's been 40 seconds. Oh, sorry. The image is frozen. It also didn't blink. (laughs) Just watch me. <laughs> I'm not moving. I'm, I'll wait for him to move. I'm too scared <laughs> to stay here. <laughs> oh well, thank you so much, everyone. We're getting close to the to the uh, to the to the <clears throat> nine thirty mark. But are there any cool comments or anything else that people want uh, worth sharing? I'm sure there's a lot going on, and we really appreciate the participation. This would be the time to yeah. This would be the time to ask some questions if you have any questions to ask. And while people are typing. Unless there's anything to add right now, Sarah. Yeah, there was a, very much the Canadian version of the Kennedys. I think she was Canadian Kennedys. Yeah. The Trudeaus, maybe. Um, uh, the Quiet Revolution. The Quiet. Thank you. Thank you. Which wasn't the Silent Revolution. The Quiet Revolution. Thank you very much. It made a little bit of noise. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> it wasn't completely silent. Owen said, it made a uh, just watch me yeah. amount of noise. <laughs> <laughs> Owen said, "Is loses his rags?" I think. Canadians say, or is it just recent I've never heard that term I'm in my losing life. I'm losing my, lose, lose your rag means you're getting angry. Never heard of it before yeah. in my life. I'm going to lose my rag with you. Never heard of it. No, yeah. never heard of it. You should use it more. It's good. <laughs> I don't know why it, you, you would lose your rag and so, get angry. Uh, yeah, this would be some time to ask some questions if you have any. And in the meantime, uh, Jonathan, why don't you inform our current and future 
I suppose the future would also be current listeners, uh, what you're up to or where they could find you or what you'd like them to know about any projects yeah, regardless you're working what, on. What time or space dimension? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like nothing. <laughs> Although I will tell you this, in the strangest way, you can't spit without hitting Reese in this town. Um, completely inadvertently, or maybe it's vertently, we were working on a project a couple of weeks ago for Charm Diamond Centers that turned out great um, mm-hmm. with a, a woman named Alicia McCarvel, who's a body positivity person and uh, just a great spirit, as is her husband, Scott. And uh, I'm doing this thing, uh, working um, with some members of the film community on a thing called Lead with Love. And we were having a call this week. And, and I said to Tyler Simmons, who's directing it, do you have an editor you like to work with? And he said, well, yeah, I'm actually working with Reese. <laughs> so it turns out I'm working with Reese on everything. <laughs> so if you want to know what I'm up to, just ask Reese. <laughs> I'll be at your house tomorrow, okay? They're going to cut your grass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, That's hilarious. I'm really, I'm really digging the. Um, I don't know if, if you directed them or if you're just voiceovering, but you've you've been posting on Twitter a lot about uh, with. Um, these stay-at-home commercials for Nova Scotia, uh, which are fantastic and really funny. What's your what's the story behind those? Do you know what uh, I'm the about? story is? The government of Nova Scotia um, Health Department approached mm-hmm. us and said we have to put out some um, positive messaging to 18 to 34 year olds because a couple of weeks ago, as you probably recall, the message was sort of like, "Guys, come on." You can't be doing this. You can't be going out. <laughs> Basically, you can't be doing all the things that all 18 to 34-year-olds want to do, which is neck and get wasted. Like, that, right. that's just by design what they want to do. So um, the sentiment was, let's put out something that's kind of positive, kind of funny, and thanks people for the sacrifices that they're making to do their part to kind of get life back to normal. So um, I wrote them um, and uh, thought Kumbi and Taylor would be the perfect people to act in it. Um, They're a real life couple. They're both directors and writers. Mm -hmm. So in this COVID climate, they were able to execute them um, very uh, with a very small group. Um, and yeah, it's been really fun. And, and the big dangling carrot was, could we get the Joel Plaskett song nowhere with you, which felt like the perfect. Oh yeah. Uh, I was thinking the same dunk. thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, I've, I've really yeah, it's enjoyed a nice them. sentiment and thanks man. And it's, it's, um, just the idea that, you know, like even acknowledging going, we know it sucks and it's hard right now. And thank you. I think it's like when you call to make a customer service complaint and the person says, oh, I'm so sorry that happened. Let's see what we can do. Right. Sometimes that's enough to kind of talk you off the ledge. So the sentiment (laughs) was, hey, we know, man, we know. Yeah. And so hopefully the idea was to just kind of make people feel better. Well, I love them, I think. And I think it's probably working. I think a lot of people kind of resonate with it. Are we having any 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 questions in the chat for anybody? Uh, There's a question. What's your fave J-Rock saying? Who? J-Rock. No, um, I know who J-Rock is. Who, who's the question for? Anybody? Or? Anyone. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, Jonathan is the person who played him. What's your yeah. favorite yeah. saying? Um, I would say, 
I worked on the Jenny McCarthy show on VH1 as a producer in, towards the latter seasons of Trailer Park Boys. And there's a recording artist named French Montana, whose name you might know. I think he was dating a Kardashian or something. Um, I think he's friends with DJ Khalid, like one of those people. And he was so wasted on vodka when he came on this talk show that no. every question she asked, he would go, uh, <laughs> and I was like, huh? That, it's kind of amazing, that sound, just in any context. So in the last couple of seasons of J-Rock, when I was kind of know him sand out, I brought that French Montana, huh? gave it a bit more of a Canada goose, what? and that sort of got me across the finish line in the last couple of years. Huh? It's just so hard to ignore when someone drops a big, huh? at the end of their sentence. So it's that's like, probably my favorite. It really does sound like a wasted Canada goose. It's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> well, guys, there's only one way to end this. What's that? Doot do la doot do. Doot do. Oh, thank you, Jonathan. Jonathan, I, I have a blast. It was really nice. This was uh, fun. Thanks you for having me. Of course. Thank th- you for joining us, man. Thanks for helping us raise some money for Feed Nova Scotia. And uh, thanks, everyone, for, for tuning in and participating and uh, taking part in the chat and everything. Yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been fun, and I hope everyone has had a, a good evening. And thanks for choosing us over Netflix and other streaming platforms Absolutely, Abby, yeah. that may, may be available <laughs> legally and illegally. <laughs> All right, thank you, everyone, uh, for who like yeah, just that I'm I'm mimicking and mirroring everything. Just that say Reece the same thing said. I did. Say exact same Again. thing at the exact yeah. You're just mimicking. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of fun, and uh, I had a lot of fun learning about Mr. Peanut. Thank great. you so much. Yeah, thanks, Reese, and thank you, Jono. It was it was a it was a blast. <laughs> <laughs> Peace Bye. <out>. Bye. <laughs> that was great. That was it. We're done. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. We love you. Have a wonderful Wolfuck Hack. Wonderful Wolfuck Hack. <laughs> <laughs>
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there. 